All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope you are having a beautiful day today. We're going to be talking about angel alien hybrids today. What does that mean, and what is the authentic origin of man? We're going to be looking into the Book of Enoch to get some clues into this. I think uh, you might be shock and awe stricken today because uh, this is some really interesting stuff. I'm going to read a particular verse. Uh, it's been around for a long time. It has really put a lot of shock and awe into the religious community. And dare I say, it's actually haunted the church construct ever since it was discovered publicly. And um, I'm talking about none other than the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were discovered between 1946 and 1956 at a dig near the northern shore of the Dead Sea. Now, with this were found tons and tons of different fragments of ancient Jewish and Hebrew religious manuscripts. So with that, just like the Nag Hammadi dig that I've talked about in 1945, uh, the Nag Hammadi dig was full of Gnostic uh, themed literature. So now Gnostics were not an actual group of people, but more of an early Christian tradition, more into the mysticism of the belief system and less of the doctrine and dogma. And you can understand why uh, they got pushed out and, and even exterminated in some cases by the early Roman rite of the church. So um, a lot of different stuff going on there. What is up, Molly? Welcome. Uh, Molly says, hi, hi, tribe. What is up, Junior? Welcome. Thanks for being here. Kristen, thanks for joining. Thank you guys over here on Instagram. Thank you over here on TikTok. Um, let's see. God is an imaginary construct, a coping mechanism for the ignorant and fearful. Uh, and that's totally cool if you believe that. This is not a religious channel, so you literally are not going to offend me or anyone else here. Uh, you are more than welcome to your opinion. In your opinion, um, if you don't believe in God, you will literally live in a godless world. And that's that's okay. And I don't mean that rudely at all. I mean that um, in the very real sense that you create your reality. Those of us that believe in a great creator spirit, um, more of a quantum content creator of the universe, if you will. Uh, I'm a content creator online. God is a content creator through us, through everything within existence, even through extraterrestrials, through animals and plants on this planet and other planets, uh, whatever you choose to believe. But uh, the bigger we believe, the bigger we experience. The smaller we believe, the smaller we experience. So you're only limiting your own self with that belief system. And so a lot of us here, we just have a big, big open heart, big, big open minds. Uh, we discuss faith, spirituality, and paranormal every single day here. What is up, Shelly? How are you doing? Uh, Shelly says, like the haircut. Thank you, my friend. Yes, I got it lopped off. Nice and short, ready for summer, ready to go hit up the pool. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a nice hot summer here in West Texas. So we're going to jump right in today and uh, read from this manuscript. So again, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls, also known as the Qumran Cave Scrolls. So they are ancient Jewish and Hebrew religious manuscripts. Now, part of Enoch, I believe it's three Enoch, which is the third book in Enoch, is uh, Hebrew mysticism. So that's going to be different from more of the dogmatic uh, Jewish literature that would be in here. So 
Um, and nothing against that. Again, it just, these are the different types of things that were found that were collected together. Um, just like if you had a diary or you had uh, a bunch of friends and family and you came together before you moved on to another place and buried a time capsule somewhere, that's very similar to how these documents were found as well. So uh, Dead Sea Scroll Dig, very, very important, very interesting. And that leads us to chapter six in the book of Enoch. Now this is Enoch one. Um, and this is where we first hear of these fallen angels and uh, where we first hear of um, kind of the theory behind the genetic modification on humanity. Now I've got two theories I wanna to share today that are really important to you understanding um, maybe what actually happened here. Like what's the real narrative behind what happened here. And um, I'm going to go ahead and read this in chapter 6. Verse 1, it says, And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born to them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another, Come, let us choose wives from among the children of men and beget us children. So I want to point out with this, as we've read through the Enuma Elish and the Anunnaki mythology, that Enki uh, or Ea, Ea um, in the Sumerian, he chose wives for himself from the made humanity that the Anunnaki had essentially put in this Garden of Eden or Eden in the Genesis narrative, but it was a essentially an outdoor breeding farm made to keep the human genome in a tight manner so that they could continue. There were, by the way, there were different gods in the Anunnaki mythology. And so the different gods uh, had different tribes. And so they would have spliced their genetic materials with the hominids on the planet to create a bunch of different races and tribes and cultures. And each of the Anunnaki, again, all different colors of the rainbow, red, black, yellow, white, blue even um were were essentially splicing their genetics with other uh, animals on the planet and that's how we end up with all different races and stuff do i know if this is true or not i have no idea i know there's enough data to look at it and go hmm hmm there's enough of this story in different cultures from thousands and thousands of years apart we have this hebrew literature that's you know, like 4,000-ish years old. And then we have the Sumerian literature that's like 12,000 years old, 10,000 years old. They don't know exactly, but, um, you know, it literally, it's all kind of corroborating the same weird story that we were made by what would be considered in the biblical canon Elohim, what would be considered in Greek and Egyptian, the gods, what would be considered um, in the book of Enoch, the watcher angels, um, what would be considered in the Sumerian mythology, the Anunnaki, which is those from heaven to earth came, which literally is the children of heaven here. And I want you to note that I'm going to do a little bit of teaching today. Just, uh, I really want to help you guys understand because I've been struggling trying to understand this forever and I'm starting to really understand like how all of this looks, what the gods are the fallen angels, what extraterrestrials are, all of those things, and then what the actual God force or God spirit is. Uh, by the way, the Native Americans believe in the Great Spirit. 
Uh, Hindus believe in Brahman, the uh, spirit of God. Jesus spoke of the Father and Spirit and Truth. Um, and then we've, even in our modern religious construct, we've mixed Elohim, the concept of Elohim or little g gods with the big g god. Uh, not a man with a beard in the sky that's watching everything, but something that pervades all things. It's literally the quantum energy within you that you can actually bring forth that actually is intelligent. And once you go within to the kingdom of that God within, then you begin to manifest that kingdom outwardly into this realm. You literally become the hands and feet of God that way. And that's um, that's a whole another episode that's literally getting into quantum magic and understanding the nature of who you actually are which is really really freaking cool if i do say so myself so zachary what's up brother kelly thanks for being here uh gosper thanks for joining david allison thank you for being here turtle what's up paul burke by the way if you didn't watch my collaboration this morning on tiktok with el nino good friend of mine we talked metaphysics for a good hour uh, we talked practical metaphysics and experiential metaphysics, things that you can literally experience in your life. And that's going to be over on my YouTube channel as well as Apple and Spotify on the podcast. It is going to be episode number 227. This is 226. So I will distribute that one tomorrow and it'll go out um, everywhere except for Facebook and Instagram because uh, they don't have a way to mark explicit and... Uh, we were pretty free with our speech on there. So um, just just if you want to enjoy that, please go check it out. He was really rad to have on. So Molly said it was so good. Thank you, Molly. I really appreciate that. Um, and by the way, before I continue with this, um, for my tribe on here, if you're part of the patron tribe, tomorrow we are going to be creating our spirit animals. So if you are not a part of the tribe and you've been watching me for any amount of time, even if this is your first time and you're like, dude, okay, this guy, like he already connected dots. Like I really like this. I'm digging the community, digging the conversation. This is literally made possible by our patron tribe. So please go check it out. www.cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. It's only 19 bucks a month. You get access to a private off social media platform where we do all of our community over there. It's a really cool platform. It's built on um, a company that bought another company and we get like our own um, social type hub over there. A lot of different creators are building communities over there as well. So, But you're going to get access to our own private one over there. I updated it today. There's a phone app you can download. We do a live call every Saturday and uh, this Saturday, tomorrow, we are going to be doing the live call. And I'm literally going to create artwork for each person who is on uh, within the time limit um, of their actual spirit animals. And we talked about the importance of that because when you get into metaphysics and you understand that it's all energy and it's all thought and it's all emotion. And if you create an animal just like the dove as the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus, this is not weird stuff. This is not woo-woo. This is literally you taking a moment to alchemize your mental emotional and energetic capacities and create an actual character that you carry around with you for the rest of your life that will serve you. The work we're going to do tomorrow with the community is going to be life-changing and it's going to stick with the people that really adopt it in their life. They're literally going to carry this totem, this tulpa, 
this spirit animal around with them. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit within them. It's a beautiful thing, and I can't wait to do that with the community. If you want in on that, join right now. As soon as this is over, cubcooker.com. You can click on my profile picture. You can click the description. You can click over in uh, the bio, wherever you find my website, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. We would love to have you there. And I'll talk more about that later and why that metaphysic practice is very, very important. So, um, so finishing here in chapter six, chapter six is pretty short in the book of Enoch. It says the children of heaven. And I want you to note that because again, Anunnaki means those from heaven to earth who came. Um, and this means the children of heaven. It's literally the same definition. So one tradition calls them angels. One tradition calls them Anunnaki. Um, what we would call them today, guys, is extraterrestrial. They are not of this planet. They are more highly evolved than us. Probably different genetics, obviously. Um, a lot of different technology. Um, and we have the ability, we have God within us, we have the ability to have gnosis of that, and we have the ability to ascend out of this plane of existence. We are, by all intents and purposes, and by definition from the Book of Enoch to the Anunnaki mythology to Genesis, we are a product of Elohim intervention within the human genome, taking whatever was on this planet, whatever we were before, increasing intelligence opportunities, increasing workability opportunity. That's what all of this was about. They needed workers on this planet. They literally did a mission from another planet to this planet um, and began to start to terraform and genetically modify the hominid here. And they needed help mining up all of this gold. And a lot of people say, well, they had technology. Why did they? Because they were coming and going and they needed workers to stay here and do this work because a lot of them literally thought they were above the work. They thought, you know, we're just going to create these genetic robots to do this work. Well, then you have some of these angels or these Elohim or these ETs or these Anunnaki. What Again, all the same term, all interchangeable there. And, and it really is, guys. If you really study into this, it really is all the same term. Now, there are some differences within the mythologies because different cultures put different spins on different things. But they're very, very, very much the same, very much the same story. So humanity started to um, kind of wake up and become more self-aware of itself. Um, you had some of these angels fell in love with earthly women, started families. You have the demigods are born. That's where you have demigods in the Greek. That's where you have the pharaohs, like the early, early, early pharaohs in Egypt. Um, remember like in Egypt, they were like, they knew the pharaohs were of divine blood. Um, and that's the big part of it, right? Um, this is where you have the Sumerian king list, the first seven Sumerian kings. You have the seven patriarchs of the Hebrew faith. The seventh is Enoch. The seventh Sumerian king is literally the same exact character, the same archetype as Enoch. Um, you can't make this stuff up, guys. It's wild. How it all connects and that's what I'm here just to continue revealing the more I learn I'm just gonna keep burning through it um, I know I move quick guys and if there is a if there's a channel out there that you vibe with make sure you follow it make sure you comment on it make sure you support it because 
These algorithms may never show me to you again, but I go deep on this stuff twice a day, okay? Twice a day, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, though I was a bit late today. Uh, Jesus loves you, Sarah. Absolutely, Jesus loves you too. Um, and I love you, and this community loves you. We all love you, and everybody loves me. We love each other. It's literally we are being that Christ in the world, right? In a very non-religious way, which I love about this community. So, um, so the children of heaven saw and lusted after them and said to one another, Come, let us choose wives from among the children of men and beget us children. And Samjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear uh him and said let us all swear an oath and all bl uh, bind ourselves by mutual imprecations so it um oh yeah i missed the line i wondered um i just jumped down okay so samjaza says i fear ye will not indeed agree to this deed and i alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin and they all answered so what is a great sin here okay is the sin here uh, that he did something morally wrong because uh, I think objectively you look at this and it's like was that even morally wrong I mean if they fell in love then what's the problem right um, you know as long as everybody was in agreement with it it sounds like they were literally building tribes and societies um, commingling their genetics in natural ways um, but here's how it was a sin according to these other watchers and according to Enlil in the Anunnaki literature, um, this natural means of procreation and splicing was not controlled. It was sinful. It was out of the technological plan to create the hybrids. It was not what they wanted. And then there were feelings involved. Even these uh, Anunnaki, these fallen angels, they had feelings for the human women. They were literally making families. And you see that Anki had a bunch of half-children who he really cared for. Um, and we don't know which one. Was it Samjaza? I don't know. Um, you know, I don't have a way to prove any of that because Samjaza's talked about that much in this. Uh, Anki's talked about a whole lot more in the Anunnaki literature. But you see that each of these mythologies focus on a different point of view, a different angle of the story based on what they thought was right and what they thought was wrong according to their culture. Um, so with this, um, we end up with a very interesting situation. And again, um, I think the theory here is, uh, I said I would share two theories. One, they were doing genetic modification period and um, some, some of these angels started to uh, care for the children that they have and actually literally didn't want, um, didn't want them to get lost in this flood because we see in Enoch there's a flood. We see in uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh there's a flood. We see in the Sumerian mythology of the Anunnaki, the Enuma Elish, there's a flood. Um, so, Jacob, I'm just glad you changed your shirt, my brother. Actually, the other shirts, I've got like a bunch of those tie-dye ones. They all look similar, but I don't ever wear the same shirt two days in a row. So, it may look like it, but they're all different colors and patterns, actually. So, um, But thank you. Yeah, I actually found a box of old clothes and uh, washed them and hung them up. So, I still hadn't unpacked fully from moving a year ago. Um so that's a really, really interesting, you know, kind of theory here. I think the more like um, straightforward theory is that, again, they literally fell in love with the daughters of men, started their own families. And then you had 
kind of the Lord of the Command, as we hear with Enlil in the Anunnaki mythology. Um, and you hear like Michael here, uh, Archangel, kind of going, no, 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 that's not what they're supposed to be right now. So, um, so I find it really interesting that um, what might be considered a sin was actually just against their code of conduct, against their technological missional um, agreement, you know, and if you look at even television shows like Star Trek, uh, you have like the seven of nine. There is a divine council of Elohim. That's literally straight out of the Bible. It's literally straight out of the Anunnaki lore. And uh, there were some channeling sessions done that purportedly Gene Roddenberry was at these channeling sessions with this divine council of extraterrestrials, what's called the Galactic Federation of Light. That's where he got all of those ideas. I can't prove that, but I've heard that multiple times. Uh, it's too weird to not be true, but also too convenient to be true, if that makes sense. Uh, so I have no idea. I think it's a cool story either way. What's up, Martin? How are you doing, brother? Uh, Martin, thank you for being a leader in our community. Molly, thank you for being a leader in our community. Um, and I know we had a bunch of others on too. So thank you guys um, uh, for being a part of that tribe. I really, really appreciate it. It's the only way creators like me can continue this. So. Uh, then we have, it says, and they all answered him and said, let us all swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations. So they're literally swearing they're casting a spell here. That's what an imprecation is. Um, they're casting a spell together. It's an agreement, a binding. Um, it's not just bound on paper. It's bound in the universal code. Um, they understand what this means. They're going to do this thing. They decided... To do it now, I do believe this is the moment in the Anunnaki literature where Anki and a bunch of his brethren and followers um, decided that hey, humanity's too valuable, and it wasn't just this lusting after humanity thing, as it's painted within the Hebrew mythology, but it was actually a thing of like hey, you know, the Lord of the Command and Lil is going to bring a flood in the Hebrew, it's Yahweh. Um, he's going to bring a flood and, and unalive all of these because he doesn't like what they're doing, right? And he's just done with them. Like, they've done their work. He's going to just start over, exterminate them. Like, what a like a sadistic, programmed thing to do. That's what makes me think that they are of different lines of extraterrestrials. Uh, because if you look at, like, things like the reptilians and stuff, they're very, very, like pragmatic to a fault like they're just so programmed so no bs like you see that in like the vulcans in um star trek i'm not trying to nerd out on you guys but i want you to understand like really understand where all this comes from i'm not getting this from star trek i'm getting this from the mythologies that are they're thousands and thousands and thousands of years old and when we understand what we do now about science and technology it's time to start waking up putting two and two together, you can do it too. Like I'm not, I don't have any insider information. I just read and I have a mind and I can put it together and I practice, I meditate, I do yoga. I yoke myself with the divine spirit and I get downloads on all of this stuff. So um, Jerry says, I'm a light being. I believe in Melchizedek. Yeah, I believe in Melchizedek too. Uh, the Melchizedek priesthood is, is the magic priesthood of the Magos. Uh, that practiced the esoteric magic, not 
not blood magic like we we saw being done to the gods uh even the god of the old testament liked that blood magic and literally liked to have his barbecue laid out for him the ritual done with the blood and it was really weird um unfortunately there's people that still practice stuff like that today for me i'm i'm into the um the illuminated magics the white magic the pure magic uh not white as in the color but white as in light uh the things that jesus taught literally um you know you cast you speak and spell you meditate you pray you go inside where your father is in private the father is in spirit and in truth no man has stood before the father i am in the father the father is in me we are in each other we are one um you must be born again second birth in the hindu third eye opening if thine eye be single it was called making the eyes one in the ancient eastern mystic tradition uh literally jesus taught all of this so um he taught magic and if you don't think he taught magic you need to open your eyes and reread everything for yourself without the construct in your head and without your upbringing you need to deconstruct and re reassess it all because it's very very clear very very clear for the person uh with an open heart and an open mind so uh i've seen magic personally santo says awesome yeah good and evil absolutely there is good and evil um just like there's good and evil people there's good and evil magic and you're practicing magic whether you know it or not literally everything you speak every day is magic the gospel is a god spell um everything in the bible as well as other mythologies it's all stories and spells to continue to recreate the same timelines over and over and over we continue to talk about them we continue to create them into reality uh why do you think that the leaders on the world stage do the same things that they were doing thousands of years ago because they're the same archetype the same energies we're all choosing to yoke ourselves to certain energies um there's nothing new under the sun you're not as individual as you think you are a part of a singular soul, the singular soul of God. You're here in a reincarnation wheel to serve energy and allegiance into a matrix construct created by the Elohim or by these fallen angels or by these Anunnaki or these higher evolved beings. This is told to you in movies and television. It's told to you from comic books, um, everything, guys, everything. So uh, go look up the high evolutionary in Marvel. I keep mentioning all of this. I'm not affiliated with them. I'm not trying to promote them or anything or de-promote them or whatever. I, you know, I'm a big old nerd. I love comic books. I love movies. Um, but it's all there. Like the high evolutionary was doing chimeric experiments to create a better society and create worker bees for himself so he could fix everything that he thought was wrong with the universe. Um, and then he had some of his children literally broke out of the cages and went around rescuing other uh chimeric children look into chimeric technology it's something that of course we're experimenting with today but it's not new it's literally in the anunnaki mythology and it's talked about within the elohim here um it, it's all there guys and, and what is chimeric is it's when um, you take an animal and human genome and you hybrid them together and you create a better version of both and it's really creepy and really interesting um not something i condone or anything but that's literally what was going on here they found animals that had evolved on the planet um or been seeded here or whatever um you know even within 
we don't know how OG life got created, right? Uh, we don't know how it how it came into being. Um, I think that the thoughts of God are actually more powerful than people think. I literally think that when God became aware of itself or the God source and it had any thought that it was separate from itself, that's when a big bang happened. All of the substratum needed for life and intelligence boomed throughout the universe um, and consciousness literally started vibrating things into being. It's like a computer program was birthed, basically. You start with a basic AI and teach it to procreate itself and to continue to grow, become more dynamic and continue updating and patching itself until it is so real that nobody knows they're in a simulation and hey, welcome to reality, right? Uh, are they coming back? Yeah, they, I, I think they are because there's literally a thousand different prophecies of an alien kingdom coming on earth. Uh, the Christians believe that Jesus is coming back. Uh, the Hindus believe that their gods are coming back. The uh, I think it was in uh, an Asian country. I can't remember where, but uh, back in 2012, they were seeing cities in the sky and in the clouds, and they're literally filming them and freaking out, and they thought their gods were coming back. The Mayan gods were supposed to come back. There's even evidence throughout history that the gods have come back and literally taken people completely out of their civilizations. So um, there's a lot of hidden history there. Not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but uh, we just don't know. You don't know till you know, right? And um, I think that we have a whole lot more disclosure than we did. And I think a lot of the secrets of extraterrestrials now is in the actual contact. Um, I think they're literally there anyway. And uh, some of them want to contact those that are light beings and light workers. And some of them are just uh, controlling those that get in a low vibration. What we would call demonic um, is literally electrostatic control from other archons or negative alien agendas manipulating people through electrostatic frequencies that they project and create in the air. And we project and create... When people do horrible, atrocious things, they create an energetic effect within the Earth's atmosphere that literally stays around. Energy has memory, and it stays around. And as soon as someone who's in a lower vibration moves into that, they can literally become that archetype of whatever horrible thing was done. That's why you go to these ancient battle sites and stuff. Some people can have some really demonic experiences. Some people... Uh, have it doesn't have any effect on because they're light workers and they're they're actually raising the vibration they may experience something but it doesn't go home with them some people it actually goes home with and that's the scariest thing of all so yeah that stuff soaks into the ground it does absolutely are there more than one race of extraterrestrials oh there's i mean go look at all the animals and plants on the planet and times that times infinity i mean think about the the vast reaches of the cosmos I think one of the worst lies that's going around the interwebs right now is the whole idea that uh, the universe isn't real. It's like a mirror or a projection. And it's like, guys, I mean, literally, there's ancient mythologies that talk about star beings that came from literally certain quadrants of our solar system and our galaxy. This thing is huge that we live in. And there, it is, you're in the mind of God. The universe is the mind of God. You are literally a thought in the mind of God, a thought who can have thoughts. And you don't, and as I talked about with Nino earlier, you don't have thoughts. The thoughts have you. Um, Molly says they have come back many times. Yes, they have. Uh, they left 
delegates here to help us survive our own idiocracy. Amen, my friend. Amen. That's why when I say Jesus was an alien, I'm not kidding, guys. Like, he was literally of divine origin. Um, he was speaking of a spiritual kingdom. He was a light worker from the Galactic Federation, I fully believe. Same thing with Buddha. Same thing with Krishna. Um, they are what in the spiritual traditions or religious traditions would call avatars. Okay, avatars. Uh, humanity that fully awakens or literally has a soul imbued into them as in the story of the manger like God became man type thing um, and it's not because there's a man God up here that decided to come and walk the earth it's because literally the energy of God the fullness of the father the mother was fully realized in the child here on our planet by the way this can happen on any planet can happen in any density too if you learn it here and you help people ascend here, you're going to, uh, you're already in the kingdom of heaven and you're going to be able to go on to the next density. We're in the third density right here. It goes up to seven. By the way, you have seven densities within you. All of your seven chakras are representative of all seven elements of our um, energetic creation. The dimensions, which are like layers on a page, all part of one reality all different dimensions does that make sense to everybody um i hope so i hope so um da, 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 da. let's see what do you think okay do you think they edit human genomes to worship them yes absolutely they understand magic when you get and let me just reveal something here to you about celebrities about youtubers when you get a lot of people in agreement on one thing, you literally create the thing. Um, when I sit here and I have more people join our community, it creates more strength and power in our community. It creates more good happening in the world. Evil men have done this through history. Evil men and women. Um, good men and women have done this. Um, but especially the extraterrestrials, they know exactly how to create worship. And when you're saying spells and prayers, meditations to those gods, those deities, uh, those archons, they're getting power. Um, it's the same thing when you worship Jesus or Enki or Buddha or Krishna or whatever. Uh, Buddha didn't want to be worshipped, but, um, you know, when you are... Um, a student of them you're under that master you're following that path you're saying a prayer to that being you're giving them power you're building them up bigger and we all do it it's why we have families right um, it's why we procreate you get power from the family that you have um, unfortunately a lot of people don't realize that and they uh, have families that they don't want to take care of they have families they ignore they think they're trying to take care of them rather than interacting with them and they spend all their time at work. I mean, I, I know what this looks like, guys. Um, and so with that, yeah, it's all worship. Like we all have that capacity, right? And we're, we're sending and receiving energy all the time. That's why when Jesus spoke of the Father in spirit and in truth, he was trying to be really clear. It doesn't have a name and a face like you think it does. It's within you. God is within you. It's the alchemy of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. It's the source energy and the spirit movement, the informational movement or vibratory quality of that with you as the child, the full embodiment of that in this density. And so all of these stories say the same thing ultimately. Um, and so 
this gets really, really down the rabbit hole, really weird, really quick, but it might, it just might be the nature of humanity. It might be actually closer to the authentic narrative of who we really are than you might be comfortable admitting today um, and that other people might be um, admitting. So I see some people in the comments right now that don't want to admit this. Because it's scary. It threatens everything you think you know. And by the way, when you study it and you come to terms with it and you come into agreement with it, you really are comfortable with it. And you really understand that you can honor an extraterrestrial deity as a savior, as an enlightener, as someone who cares deeply about humanity and wants to help. You can even be a servant of that deity. But you're actually only worshiping um, worship is actually embodiment. You're only embodying the God energy within you, the kingdom of God within you, which by the way is very intelligent and really wants to love you and really wants to be, um, to move through you and, and come forth from you. Uh, as it's talked about in the gospel of Thomas, that if you bring forth that, which is within you, um, <clears throat> then it will save you. If you do not bring it forth then you will be in vain you will be in vain not live in vain you will literally be in vain you just got to keep coming and you're just stuck on the karmic wheel so uh once you accept it you can really start living yeah absolutely and that that's really how it's been for me so i implore everyone today um try to come to terms with this like dig deeply think about it if you have to deconstruct from thought patterns and stuff i totally understand um you may hate my message today and in six months go whoa wait a minute I mean hopefully it's a seed and I'm not here to tell anyone that I know things and I'm right I'm just saying this is the only thing that makes sense to me at this point with all the data I've collected and I'll continue to collect data um, compile it try to internalize it understand it alchemize it and share it in a concise and informative manner and hopefully an entertaining manner too so uh, but anyway, if you guys want to go deeper, like maybe you're there and you're like, I really, really get this. Um, I'll answer that question in just a second, Ernest. Um, if you're like, I, I really get this or I really want to know more, I think I vibe with this community. You will vibe with the community, okay? We're not a weird cult. We're not like a religious group. We're not a church. It's just a tribe of people that we like being online. We like to communicate with each other. We like reading these literatures. We like to do yoga and meditation. We are spiritual and everyone is seeking their own authentic spiritual gifts to raise the human consciousness and specifically better our lives and the lives around us. And you can join the Cub Cooker Supernatural patron tribe over on cubcooker.com, only 19 bucks a month. Um, I'm gonna keep pushing that because I can help you in there. I can't help you here because the algorithm may never show this to you again. Um, if you get in the group, you'll get my emails, you get the live calls on Saturday, you get behind the scenes videos, you get challenges every week, continual community chat, you get a community hub over there. You're also going to get a full copy of my book that you can download. I have not done that since I opened the group early, early on last year. Um, and you're gonna get that download when you sign up. So you can go sign up over there, 30 day guarantee. If you don't vibe with it, then I'll give you your money back. So, and by the way, I have not had to do that at all yet. Um, and we've got a bunch of people in the group. So 
Um, anyway, I appreciate you guys. Please consider joining. Um, I can't survive on what these platforms pay me and neither can any other creator, but I made it my mission to bring you guys more than other creators are. I'm not in competition with anyone, but nobody's going to outserve me. Nobody's going to love their community more than me. Nobody's going to keep upgrading and bettering the community experience than me. Um, I go hard guys and I'm going to continue to do it. I'm all, you can ask anyone in the community. I'm always innovating trying to help people. I answer messages in there. I even post videos for people if they need an explanation of something. We've got a bookshop in there with all the stuff that I'm studying here. We all go through it together. We just did a journaling challenge this week, which is really, really cool. We're gonna talk about that tomorrow as well. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for the support. Really, really, really appreciate that. Um, okay, Diana had a, had a good point here, and then I wanted to uh, go to Ernest's question as well. So. Diana said, I'm deconstructed from my Catholic upbringing a while ago. Learning the story of the Anunnaki makes uh, the canon make more sense. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely, my friend. And you and many, many other people like you are coming to the same understanding. It's not that we uh, are walking away from God or anything. In fact, we're becoming better people. We're becoming more enlightened. We're becoming more loving of ourselves, more accepting of ourselves and others, more forgiving. Um, and ultimately embodying the, like the true spirit of God a whole lot more in our lives than we ever did when we were in the religious, you know, day-to-day -day understanding of only reading that Bible, trying to make it make sense together. I think one of the biggest cons on mankind was to put that canon together with 66 books, tell people this is the only truth, and let them get so confused and only let a few people have the truth about what's going on. And by the way, the truth is out there now. It's not just my channel and it's not other channels. I mean, there's this is all over the place. I mean, History Channel reveals all of this. Movies reveal it. TV, radio. Um, I literally heard something on the, the regular radio the other day, if anybody even has that. Podcasts reveal it. I mean, um, I'm one in a million people right now revealing this. So, um, again, I don't have insider information. I just have a mind and I have a heart. And I use it, and that's what I'm here for. So, um, so with that said, okay, Fish Fan says I have a radio. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, I have an old radio as well. So, um, and then Ernest was asking. I think it was Ernest. Um, what do I think about hell? So I have a whole different concept about hell. By the way, um, my concept about hell is that where we're at now. The 3D realm is we can literally make it heaven or hell. Like it, it's it's more hell than most people want to believe. This is like a proving ground for your soul. Um, you go through so much here. There's great days and there's some horrible days. Uh, you have some pain and you have some pleasure. But at the end of the day, um, we choose whether we suffer or not. Uh, pain is non-negotiable, whether it's emotional, mental, physical. Um, but choosing to suffer is the difference. And so um, ultimately it's our soul that's being like proven here through this spiritual experience on this planet. Um, and to me, what's the worst kind of hell? Like you just continue to reincarnate on this planet. Like, I don't want to do this again. I love you all, but I don't, I don't want to be back here again. Now, if I have to keep coming back to save people, to rescue people, whatever, I will. Um, you know, and you may say, well, only Jesus saves and that's fine, but I'm going to be here to give his authentic message, which very few people are doing. 
Um, and so if I got to keep coming back, I think it was Yogananda said that he would come back a million lifetimes if it were to come back and save the one lost person and bring them into enlightenment. And so, man, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I, again, I love our community and I serve deeply. And my heart is opening up more and more and more all the time. But at the end of the day, um, I don't know why people are so afraid of hell when they live in so much fear here. And to me, if whatever state you're in is the state you're going to go to. If you're in fear and loathing and anxiety here, you're going to be reborn in a karmic cycle. Gives you another chance but you're also gonna deal with the same things, even stronger that you were afraid of and you never broke through the first time or the first thousand times, however long you've been here. Um, so with that said, um, you know, hell for me is not something I'm afraid of. It's something I think people are actively creating for themselves right now. And I would rather bring forth the kingdom of heaven, which is within me, um, and be in that place of joining the God source again and being an active co-creator in it. Maybe being able to go to the next density and literally live in a 5D nirvana state in my next life, whatever that is, um, on up into God mode, right? So uh, 8 billion of us are stuck here. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, what, what do you think the lower plane is about? Like, you know, Sheol... Um, in the Hebrew canon, is like the underworld uh, where the dead go, right? Um, it's kind of a place of waiting. Well, we don't know where that is. And even like the Hindu tradition and the Buddhist tradition, there's like a time period where your soul goes and waits, right? And so ultimately, that's really where Jesus was going to like set the captives free. Um, and so maybe those captives were people who had been stuck in their karmic cycles um, over and over and over and he went to set their vibration free so that they can move on um, why stuck um, great question uh, study karma and you understand a whole lot more like what gets you stuck in the reincarnation wheel uh, if you read a book called the Dhammapadas D-A-D-A-H-A-M-A-P-A-D-A -A -A -A, uh, the Dhammapada it is the um, basically all the sayings of the Buddha and he lays out the eightfold path um, of righteousness the righteous path it's pretty much the message of Jesus but it's all from the Buddha and you don't have any of the other other people's opinions around it you don't have Pauline doctrine and Old Testament doctrine and Roman doctrine and all of the stuff around it it's just the pure philosophy, and it's a beautiful thing. So that helps you get off the hamster wheel, ascend. Some people um, believe in a concept called a light worker, star seed, where you choose to come back and incarnate as an avatar of a higher entity, uh, your higher self. You've already ascended. You've already been through it, but you choose to come back. I don't know if I did that. I don't have any recollection, rec recollection of that. I don't know if I was just an awakened being. That's literally what the Buddha means, the awakened man, by the way. Uh, Christ means chrisen, which is anointed. Uh, so when Jesus is the Christ, he's the anointed man. Buddha is the awakened man. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, It is so all interconnected. And to even argue about it is such a futile and minute gesture in this realm we should stop and come into agreement and see what happens because literally reality would change overnight 
if 8 billion people came into agreement that we are one, we should love each other, love the God source. We don't have to be religious at all, but understand that there is a quantum energy within us. There is a spirit and a vibratory element that holds us together, which is the mother spirit, the Holy Spirit, and that we literally are the child of that actual creative force. Boom, Michael Wright, absolutely, snap. Um, it would be wild, man, it would be wild if that actually happened, so. One person at a time, right? We've got a bunch of people on here today. A lot of you guys are waking up. A lot of you have been awake and you're looking for a community. So whatever you're here for, Thank you. At the very, very least, please follow what we're doing here. Comment so that you see the content again. But really consider jumping over to the website. You can click my profile picture, go to my bio, or go to the description. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, it's all in the description there with a little link that says join my tribe, cubcooker.com. You won't regret it, seriously. Like it, uh, It's an awesome hub, awesome community. You're going to find so many like-minded people there. Um, I'm literally watching people answer people's questions. Other people live stream in there. We have other creators in there. I, I haven't seen a community like this built amongst creators. I think we're doing something OG here and really, really cool. So Martin says, beautiful live, brother. Thank you, Martin. God bless you, my friend. Uh, Phoenix Warrior says, the pure connection. Uh, uh, Noah's grandkids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody has their theory. Everybody says that they're the descendants of Noah, right? Like, I don't know, I have no idea. I've literally heard every different culture claim that they're the true descendants or whatever. And I think that at the end of the day, we gotta quit arguing about that. Realize we all came from different Elohim and that we're all one in the divine creative spirit of God. That's the truth we should come into agreement with. And even statements like that keep us from the truth because it's still putting a dividing line in the sand and I just don't think that that's what it's about. Not one moment of the message of Jesus or Krishna or Buddha had to do with your lineage. And that is in all respect to everyone. But it is one consciousness, one Christ consciousness, which is the awake, which is the christened man or woman consciousness. The Buddha consciousness is the awakened man or woman consciousness. And Krishna, um, again, that story in the Bhagavad Gita is amazing. We've talked about that a lot before, um, but I hope this I hope this helps today. So um, let's see. Janine says, "Wasn't Noah an albino?" Yes, according to a bunch of the mythology, he was. According to other mythology, he was very very dark skinned. We don't know. Um, according to the Book of Enoch, he was actually um, pretty much what I would call translucent, and had eyes like that lit up the room, and he was literally speaking with the Lord of Righteousness. Again, Lord of Righteousness, we assume, oh, that's the God Most High. He was speaking with whatever Elohim was there, whatever Lord was there, uh, because there's many, 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 many different Lords, but God is one. So that's what we have to understand when we get down, get down to brass tacks, right? To really understand this, open up our heart and our mind to it. So thank you guys for being here. I love you all. I really, really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Alexandra, for being here. Thank you, Urban Floral, for being here. Thank you, Bob, Joshua, Johnny. Thank you, Ambiguity. Thank you, Phoenix Warrior. Thank you, Angel Appleseed. Um, who else did we have? Martin, thank you. Molly, thank you. Thank you, guys, to, um, yeah, Angel Appleseed. Ernest, thank you for your question. Thank you, guys, who are a part of already. 
our tribe, our patron tribe here. Um, and thank you to the guys that are joining now and the gals that are joining. So I know several of you said you were uh, looking to join. So I will actually welcome you in this afternoon. You can ask me anything over there. Um, I'll hit you up on the app. You can download the app um, or you can do it on your computer wherever you want to and set up email notifications. Super easy. Uh, we also have a Facebook group too if you're into the Facebook group. So wherever you're comfortable communicating, um, that tribe is going to be a great place uh, to interact with all of us here. So, And you'll meet a lot of the community. I'll introduce you. Make sure that people give you a welcome. So I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful day. www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com is the URL for all the resources and to join our tribe. Thank you guys. Go out and bless others. Um, go be the God within you, right? Um, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So Shona, uh, the app actually is in the group. Once you sign up for the group and then log in on the computer, there's a link to download the apps on the home tab. Um, and so you can literally go and download the community app, uh, through the company that I built the platform on. So, um, anyway, it's all there. Once you log in, you just have to log in on the computer first and then you can go do it on the phone. So you can sign up on your phone, but um, make sure you get the app. It just makes it easier to interact with. So um, anyway, yeah, it's all in there. So and if you have any issues, once you get in, just shoot me an email. My email will be the one that responds to you with the thank you email and the confirmation. Um, and so if you have any questions, you actually get my direct email that way as well. So anyway, love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Shona, hopefully I'll see you in there. Um, yeah, hit me up with any questions you have. William, thanks for being here. Amanda, thanks for being here. Um, and then Ambiguity said 8 billion of us stuck here. That's going to stick in my head. Think about how many people are on the planet, guys. Think about the collective consciousness of all of these quantum computers in our heads started tuning into each other in the frequency of love. Literally, the frequency of love is like tuning a radio. And everybody put it on the same station. Think about how loud that frequency resonance would be when you go outside. You might actually hear the earth groaning louder and louder as creation literally trembles in the presence of the true God within us. I love you guys. You'll have an awesome, awesome day. God bless you all. Thank you for the support. Thank you for being here on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Peace.